I'm really pleased that Ian is up to speak our last talk, preach our last talk, whatever words you want to use, um, at this place. And as most of you know, well, the majority of you know, um, Ian uh, kind of led together with other leaders the work here for a number of years in the early 90s. And um, again, as well as being part of our past, he's certainly going to be a part of our future. So let's just warmly welcome him, Ian. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, John. Yeah, good morning. Just a delight to be here on this really special day. And um, I am of a similar vintage to Mrs. Ayres. And uh, remember the transition out of Bradford. And uh, many people from Leeds were meeting in Bradford. And then they were sent out of Bradford in order to meet here and... Uh, You've been on this wonderful journey that's still continuing. And today is part of a transition moment in the journey that uh, we have been on for many, many years. And there will be other transition moments that we will make as we take the journey and go into the future. And how we handle these transition moments is absolutely vital as to how our future will unfold for us. And I want to look at a transition moment in the scripture to help us understand how we can make the most of these times of change that take place in our lives. Uh, if you would turn with me to Acts chapter 1, this records quite a significant transition moment because Jesus had startled his disciples by saying to them, it is good for you that I go. And it freaked them because he was the one around whom they'd built their lives. And the fact that his going would be good was just not computable to them. And he said, it's good that I go because unless I go, I won't be able to send the Holy Spirit. And so in Acts chapter 1, we have this transition phase where Jesus is about to go. In fact, it's really interesting, this time of year commemorates this very fact because we have Easter, which commemorates his death and resurrection. And 40 days after Easter, we have Ascension Day, which isn't commemorated in this country. It still is in European, continental European countries, but last Thursday was Resurrection Day, 40 days after he rose from the dead. And then there was this 10-day period before the day of Pentecost. Pentecost means 50. So 50 days after Easter, the Holy Spirit fell. And so they had this in-between time of Jesus having gone in the ascension and 10 days of doing what he told them to do, which was to wait to receive the Holy Spirit. So let's just land into chapter 1 and verse 4. We're in the context of this 40-day period. He says, gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard of from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. 
Just to stop there and say, John the Baptist came with a, with the baptism of repentance, but he kept proclaiming, there's one coming after me who is more powerful than me. I am not worthy to unloose his laces, but he's coming after me, and he's not going to baptize you in water. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And this is really the end point of Jesus's ministry. His desire was that the spirit that was on him, the Holy Spirit that came upon him, that he would not be the only bearer of the Holy Spirit, but that he would be the means of seeing all the other sons of God to be immersed and baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the reason for his righteous life, the reason for his vicarious death, the reason for his supernatural resurrection was so that we all could inherit the fullness of the Spirit. We could have the Holy Spirit like he did. It's not that we would just look and applaud him. He wants us to walk in the power that he walked in. He wants us to walk in the reality of supernatural grace that comes from a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. He is the one that still baptizes in the Holy Spirit. His inheritance is our inheritance. And so he's saying, don't leave the city without it. Wait. Don't do anything without him. Wait. Verse 6. So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? Just to pause and say, Jesus had been talking about the kingdom coming. And how the kingdom will affect everything. And Jesus, it says about him in Revelation, he makes all things new. He doesn't only restore people, he restores cities. He restores nations. He's interested in making all things new, even renewing the earth, so that it becomes the home of righteousness. And so in the context of him talking about the kingdom and his kingdom renewing everything, they're asking him, are you at this time going to restore Israel? To which he says, this is not my subject. This is... Don't change the subject on me. I'm saying for you, you need to receive the Holy Spirit first. And don't make other topics the main issue. So in verse 7, he said to them, It is not for you to know times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest part of the earth. Here is the key to make a successful transition. It is receiving the Holy Spirit. And just because we have received the Spirit when we've been baptized in the Spirit, just because we've received the Spirit through our past experiences does not mean to say that we have exhausted the fullness and dimension and enormity of who the Spirit is. He is the inexhaustible one. He is the God without limit. Who can say we have the Spirit in fullness? There's more fullness yet to come. And in order to make this transition, he's saying to them, I'm not giving you methodology of when I'm restoring Israel. I'm not talking about things that you want me to talk about. I'm saying the focus is there's more of the Holy Spirit for you, for you to have. 
See, they've already received something of the Spirit. Remember in the upper room, he breathed on them and said, receive the Spirit. It's not like they didn't know who the Spirit was, but for whatever we've come into, there's always more of the Holy Spirit for us to receive. And so I don't want you to be thinking about methodologies, first of all. I want you to be thinking about more of a relationship with the Holy Spirit, receiving more of the Spirit, because you have never been this way before. You know, the more gray hair we have, the older we get, the longer our experience, we can be dependent on our experience. But our experience isn't going to prepare us for what's to come because God is going to take us into new experiences and we will need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We need more of the Holy Spirit. And the day of Pentecost came 50 days after Easter and they were filled with the Spirit and spilt out onto the street of Jerusalem. Not only were they filled... But God intends everyone who he fills to leak what they're filled by. It's not a matter of keeping it to ourselves. What we're filled with, we are destined to leak. And as they began to leak the Holy Spirit, just in one day, 3,000 people came to the Lord. Then you get in Acts chapter 3, the man at the gate, beautiful who amazingly had been there when Jesus exercised his own ministry, but wasn't healed during that ministry. It was when Peter and John were walking by, and this guy gets healed, and he's leaping and dancing, and everybody, it says, were filled with amazement. If we're filled with the Spirit, it begins to affect the environment around us. The environment around us gets filled with things that are caused because of the Holy Spirit filling us. My desire for you today is that you realize that a new filling is required for a new phase. A new receiving of what the Holy Spirit has for you. Yesterday's manner is not sufficient for today's journey. There is fresh manner. There is fresh resource. There is fresh supply. God is not exhausted. There's freshness. And he wants to pour his spirit into us. And as he pours his spirit into us, we can pour the spirit out of us, change the environment around us. I'm thankful for my Pentecostal background, but the the... The challenge with the Pentecostal background is that you were baptized in the Spirit and were told you've got it. I no longer believe that. I believe I might have the baptism of the Spirit, but there's many, 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 many more fillings of the Spirit, more experiences of the Spirit that are transformational, empowering, and releasing for us to leak him wherever we go. It's really interesting to note that the same group of people in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost who received the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 4, just two chapters later, were the same people that received the Spirit all over again. The place where they met, they received the Spirit, it shook because of the power of God. Paul says, be continually filled with the Spirit. So there's more fill-ins 
for more leakings, for more transformations, for more changes in the cities in which we live. Because Zechariah got it right when he said it's not going to be by might. It's not going to be by power. If anything's going to be happening, it's going to be by my spirit, says the Lord. Of course, I honor human might. I honor human power. I, I honor human abilities. But human ability alone is not going to accomplish the work of God. It's going to be an intimate receiving and experience of the Spirit. So the question then is, how do we receive the Spirit? And the answer is so simple. Jesus stands at the Feast of Tabernacles. When the water was thrown in the temple to clean the temple. And stands up and says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Let's just turn that up because that will be a good verse to look at and read together. John chapter 7, that is. John chapter 7 and verse 37. Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone is thirsty, that is the precondition. The only condition is thirsty. Are you wanting more? Are you dissatisfied with what you've got because you know there's more and there's a desire for more? If anyone is thirsty, they want more. They know their own inadequacy with what they've already got. Let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. This he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. In meeting the precondition of being thirsty, Jesus says you qualify, if you're thirsty for more, you qualify to come to him for a drink. We... We were listening to a friend of ours, George Banoff, recently. He's a Bulgarian uh, who escaped during communist times, and uh, he's just an uh, unstoppable kind of evangelist. And uh, he says, um, Jesus didn't say, he who is thirsty, come to me and think. <laughs> not that I'm against thinking, I'm not anti-intellectual, but he says, come to me and Drink that we receive of what's flowing from him, and in drinking of the Spirit, it not only fills us up, but becomes transformational to our inner world and to the environment around us as we leak. And so, thirst and drinking, this is the way of life that God ordains for us, and 
there is no set amount of times that you can come. It's whenever you're thirsty. And so here you are leaving this building, which I really believe is a God decision. I want to put my affirmation to the leadership here in their decision to leave and vacate this place. But you know, we can become dependent upon what we've known. You've been here for 20 years and it's like, wow, this is home. But I believe that God has missional activities for you as a community. He has an impact for you guys to make. And we're not born again just simply to be nice and cozy and collective and family. Yes, we are meant to be family, but we're meant to pour out into the environment around us. And I believe that God has set up people, even in the East Park area and that eastern side of Leeds, who are requiring, who are desperate for an encounter with God, uh, a meaningfulness in life that they don't have. And God is sending you as an apostolic community. That is, you're being sent in order to bring heaven's message, heaven's dynamic, the Holy Spirit's power to bear upon that locality. So my encouragement is this. When you go in leaving here, ensure that you're coming before Jesus and coming to Jesus in order to receive from him. Because you won't be able to do it in your own strength and you won't be able to do it with yesterday's anointing. I believe there's a fresh anointing from above. Why live in yesterday's anointing when you can live in a fresh anointing? The fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit with gladness and joy that you're going forth with this desire to bring good news to bring happiness to the people of East Park and East End Park and the Eastern Leeds. This is our incredible honor. And I would encourage you over the next days and over the next weeks to keep coming to Jesus and having a drink. And even if you're thinking, well, I've got a lot of experience, you're realizing this experience isn't going to cut it. It's going to be more drinking more receiving because he wants you to leak. So my desire for you, even if you feel you've got so much already, is that what God would give you supernatural thirst. That you would reach into him to say, Lord, unless you show up, unless you give me more, I won't have what it takes. I require what you have. So let me just pray for you. Is that okay? Just raise your hand a moment and I just want to pray blessing on you. Father, I just thank you for this wonderful community of your people that have been so covenantly faithful to you and to one another as an example of what it means to have laid down lives of love and commitment to you and to one another. And we say thank you that you have served time on this period of being in this place. And we thank you for this place, but we thank you that the journey continues. And so now we pray for this precious community of people that as they go to East End Park and to those areas of Leeds, we pray blessing upon them that they might not only be filled with your spirit, but they might leak your spirit and bring transformation into the environment in which they're going. 
And Father, I just ask for everybody here that even if people aren't thirsty this morning, I ask in Jesus' name you give them supernatural thirst for more of your Holy Spirit. That this shall be a community that provoke one another to love and good deeds. That they provoke one another to a deeper love of God and a deeper reaching into the realms of your Spirit that out of their belly shall flow rivers of water and that transformation is yet to come to that east side of Leeds. So we bless them and release them to drink and leak in Jesus' precious name. Amen. In this house, we are real. But we also make mistakes. And when we do, we make sure we say sorry. We give second chances to anyone and we also have lots of fun in this house we definitely forgive we also do loud we give the best hugs we are family and in this house that means we, we love, love.